What's going on, everybody? I'm your boy, Keese. I'm your boy, Kyrie. You're listening to the I Think I Know Basketball podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at I Think I Know underscore BB. And check us out on the Anchor FM app or whatever podcast is streaming. Make sure you engage and join in on the conversation. I'm your boy, Keese. I'm your boy, Kyrie. And we think we know basketball. It has been a long, long, long off-season. The Lakers are the champions. Season two of this podcast is about to start. And if you don't know, now you know. I think I know basketball is back. I'm your boy, Keith. I'm your boy, Kyrie. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Man, we missed y'all. Oh, man, missed them. Missed them. Missed the people. Missed them in the stands. Every I've been in the house for months. Things are crazy. Seriously, that's so true, man. Like, we're missing the people everywhere. And even now, preseason games are back. I miss you. in the stands. <laughs> I miss you too, man. Like, I've been over here, like, you know, heard it at nauseum, everybody. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of cooped up in here. So me, my wife, uh, my two cats, and my and my 10-month-old. And that, so I don't really go out and see anybody all summer long. And, like, all fall, I've been going out, like, hooping by myself. And just be like, man... Could you could use a you know a shooting partner right now or some defense or something right? <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. Got, you know, can't can't. You know, I can work on my game by myself, but you can only do so much. Yeah, you can only yeah, exactly. It's like I mean, me like I've been in the house. Luckily for me, I live kind of close to a beach, so I would ride my bike over to the beach and just sit there by myself and then come back in the house. But I mean, listen, when the pandemic hit, that first three or four weeks with no sports, it was depressing. Oh but then we gosh. got the last dance. We got the last dance, and that that kind of held us over. And then the bubble. Yes, sir. And you know what, man? You know, it, it, it's wild that we are, you know, doing this now. The last time we talked, the Bucks were still the favorites to go to the NBA Finals. The league hadn't gone on strike yet, you know, after the, you know, the shooting of Jacob Blake, you know, and, and that whole thing. You wondered when, whether the bubble was going to fall apart. Paul George hadn't dented the side of the backboard yet. I mean, it was just... Yeah, that was bad. That was it bad. Was, it was just an entirely different world. Anyway, he's got all that money, too. That's crazy. We'll talk about that, but yeah. Man, and, and, you know, we, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that, whether it's this week or next week, because you know the next week is the beginning of the NBA season, so we're going to get into all of it. We're going to break down the teams. We're going to see who we, who we think is going to win it all and all that. But, you know, so, so you know, to recap, as, as Keith said in the beginning, the Lakers took down the Miami Heat. Six games, LeBron got his fourth ring, and you know that all that only happened like two months ago. We're Yo, it's already crazy. Back. It's, We're it's already crazy. Back. It's crazy. But, but that's how it got to be. I mean, for some, not even for some reason, it makes sense. The NBA has figured out, figured out how to work during this pandemic. I mean, for them to have the whole bubble, no cases, and now to just be back and then kind of just like, you know, integrate what they've learned from the bubble into what's actually going on out here in the real world. I mean, preseason games, I haven't heard anything about anybody catching COVID or any, I mean, football can't even have a game like that. This is a, it's pretty wild, actually. I mean, I mean, it's like it seems like there's a threat to cancel a game every single week because people are getting COVID, you know, but it's in like football, that's, that's how it is once a week. But it's a, that's the thing. That's what happens when you play football. You know, one of the the most high contact sports where you literally cannot play without contacting each other. You try to play during a pandemic. That's just this what you true. live with, you know, true. and especially when you combine that with people just not doing what they're supposed to be doing. But I want to get back on on topic real quick before before we jump into the here and now. I want to talk a little bit about 
um, the bubble and specifically the finals. Obviously, we mentioned the Lakers won. LeBron got his fourth ring and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, added to his legacy and all that. But, man, there's there's a lot of continuing talk about, you know, calling it a Mickey Mouse ring and whether or not it actually means anything and all that. I want to know from you, because we haven't really talked about this. What do you think of that championship ring in the bubble? Do you think, do you feel like it's legit, you know, that it carries as much weight? Does it carry less? Does it carry more? What do you think? I mean, I could see why people would say it carries less, but they was also dealing with a whole lot of stuff that people in a regular season wouldn't have to deal with either. I mean, I would hate to have to, you know, play against somebody that just beat me and then see him on the elevator or like he's in the room next door to me. Like they just, you know, there's different you know, mental games. Like there was, I mean, it's to answer your question, I think it counts. Yeah. And you know what? I ultimately, I agree with that. And you know, I, I partly bring that up because um, there was a Twitter exchange the other day that I saw where, you know, so Damian Lillard was talking about how in a lot of ways it was, uh, it was easier to play in the bubble yeah and then somebody took that and kind of seized on it and is like look at that that means that that like you agree that lebron and you know the lakers ring like basically doesn't count that it's trash but dame fired back at that and was just like hey man like i mean that it was easier for everyone to play in the bubble like you didn't have to travel everybody got to sleep there was no home court advantage which is partly why i think you saw stuff like what the nuggets did you know, you don't, there's a reason you don't see a whole lot of 3-1 comebacks in the playoffs, you know, in, in, in any sport, really. But yeah. this made the perfect environment for that to happen because you're playing in the same place all the time. You don't got to get jet lagged. You know, you don't got to deal with opposing fans and, and none of that. It's just you're going in there and you're hooping. And, you know, that it, it felt like it created this this perfect storm for how a team that you didn't really expect because we didn't expect that you know but but a team like that I definitely did in, not expect the Miami Heat to go to the finals also did not expect that I mean we're but, we but don't, based off of what you're saying it kind of makes sense I mean because it, it I know Dame used the word easier but I yeah, would like yeah. to say the bubble just leveled the playing field for everybody. Yes, and it's yeah. like you just had to come in and ball. Like it was like when they first started playing, and some players have said this. It's like when they first played AAU, and it's just you and your family yep. members. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's exactly. I mean, the Phoenix Suns. You know, they didn't win the championship, but they went undefeated in the bubble. That's crazy. Yeah. No, and that's one of the things we don't even talk about because, you know, they they didn't end up going anywhere in the playoffs, you know, right? And, and they they didn't they didn't even, they they didn't even get make to, the didn't get to play. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they they didn't get to, you know, make it to the playoffs, but like that's the one thing that you don't even get to hear about, like how Devin Booker was destroying everything and you had these the, bubble stars, you know, like TJ Warren coming out and dropping like 53 points. But for the but for the Phoenix Suns Going to the bubble, winning eight games in a row, and getting nothing out of it. Was that a waste of time? Is Because I've seen some people saying, oh, they can build on this for next season. I, I mean, although next season was like two months away. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, did, was it really like worth it for them or not? I mean, it, yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, in the end, they'll probably look at it and be like, you know, we didn't get to the playoffs. So it's like it was we didn't achieve our goals. But in the end, look at what they look at what they proved they could do as a team and in the end it's not it's not entirely their fault 
Well, I mean, I mean, it is right. You know, from uh, <laughs> I'm about to say what? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it is it is their fault that they didn't play well enough before all that. You know, and and that DeAndre Ayton was you know doing drugs and got suspended. But Crazy. you know, it's like they went nine and zero. I mean, they did everything they possibly could do, and they didn't make it. It just it is what it is. You know, you don't get that experience otherwise. You know, you do really want to be the Chicago Bulls sitting at home doing nothing, or would you rather have a shot to play for something? You know, it didn't work out. But they showed us something. I would say. I like um, how you. I like how you down the Chicago Bulls there because they was sitting. That is all the in home drama figured out with the Chicago Bulls. Because I want to start talking about the off season. I want to move into free yeah, agency. I want to talk about trades. I want to talk about NBA basketball back in December, which sounds crazy, but that's where we're at. That's where we're at. That with this is pandemic. crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? That's where we're at. We're about to start a season. On Christmas, pretty much. Yeah, so we haven't we haven't means, seen that since the lockout season. That happened no, I mean, almost so, ten years ago. Here, here we are. Here we are. So let's talk about the off season. Crazy trades. What do you see? What, what, which one? Which trade is the craziest for you? Because I'm gonna tell you what's the craziest for me. I mean, I mean, the gift that keeps on giving to me, which is Russ getting traded for John Wall. You know, right, people were talking about, yeah, like, you know, Russ, like, they might look to move on from that. Like, Harden and Russ, you know, aren't playing well together and all that. And you're thinking to yourself, Russ is not, like, how's Russ going to get moved? Like, he's getting paid, like, $41 million or something like that. He just signed a max extension. You know, it's it, it's like, what, what are you going to do with that? And then they're just like, well, in order to make that happen, why don't we just find somebody whose contract is just as bad? and swap them <laughs> you know and so they find john wall to do this and it's like in a way maybe it, it it you know makes some sense that they were able to find a trade partner with that but i'm just like what yeah now <laughs> you know, i'm just like what that i mean but for the behind the scenes logistics of the trade like you just mentioned the contracts stuff like that it kind of it's like wow they really just swapped bad contracts but fun on the front end of it I'm not even mad at the trade, like player for player. Like, I think it's a good trade. I think both teams actually win. And the thing that's crazy for me is, and this is what, this is my crazy trade, which hasn't happened yet, is James Harden still wants a trade even yes. after John Wall being there. And yes. I can understand if his reasoning for his reasoning for wanting a trade has to do with, you know, issues with the owner and stuff like that. But man, being James Harden and the prolific offensive player that he is and having John Wall, who's a scoring point guard, but he loves to get the assist, you know, um, wouldn't you want to play with that if he was James Harden? I think that John Wall style complements James Harden style a lot more than Russell Westbrook does. And, That's and part of the reason why they didn't want to play with each other in OKC. And, and you know what? I can I can see that because and here's the other thing. I feel like, you know, John Wall is not going to necessarily just jack up a bunch of shots. You know, he's no. going to do his thing. He's going to try to drive. He's going to try to facilitate and stuff like that. He's going to run the pick and roll. Russ, you just never know really what you're going to get. He's a gunner. You know, that's you what know he does. you're going to get a triple double. Yeah, it's like it might it might take him 50 shots, but he's going to he's going to get his points. And so I, I, I agree with you. I think that I'm interested to see how Harden and Wall play together. I think that it's it, and that's why it makes it so much more interesting to me that Harden doesn't want to stick around because you got to really be mad about what's going on kind of with this this organization and i feel like harden's you know move here or like you know his his thought process is probably like look man how many teams have we had 
make the Western Conference playoffs and be looking like we were real championship contenders. And and we we either fell one game, you know, a game or two short, or we got gentlemen swept out the playoffs. Nothing lined up, you know, for all the time that Harden was out there balling and putting up crazy numbers. It's and he's probably wild. just thinking like, man, like, I'm, I'm going to go team up with some stars, man. Screw this whole being the lone superstar thing or being the main superstar. I'm going to go team up. I mean, I seen once they got rid of Clint Capella, I knew it was over. Because that's like that was the perfect compliment to James Harden's game there. And they never really add. I mean, you can have P.J. Tucker and Gerald Green on the corner shooting threes and stuff all you want. But like they just didn't provide James Harden with what he needed for him to be able to actually take that next step over and win a championship. The, the coaching was horrible the whole time. I mean, I, I don't really, I mean, I don't. It, it, it was just like, you know, and, and last year was an interesting case because, you know, they traded away, you know, their kind of lone big man, you know, in Capella. And they were just like, we're just going to go small, you know. But that's what I'm saying. And like them going small ball, I think, was the start of the end for them. You know, at first it was cool and it was different and it was doing something a little different. But I mean, it showed you the limitations because, I mean, oh, what happens man. when you're not making your threes? And what happens just... you got to play? AD and LeBron in the playoffs with JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, and you don't have a player that's over like six, seven, like that's not going to work. No. And, and I mean, the thing, and it did, it definitely didn't work. They, they got, like I said, they got gentlemen swept. It wasn't even particularly close. And so, you know, there, there were just limits to it. And, and it wasn't necessarily Mike D and Tony's fault that the trade happened, but the philosophy, right. That we're just gonna, we're just gonna space and we're just going to shoot threes. We're going to go full analytic. And, you know, we're just going to have James Harden dribbling the ball like 90 percent of the time. That's so, uh, not like, gonna I, work. I, and, and, you know, what? I feel like that's probably that's not really how he wants to play if we're going to be completely honest about it. And so that's why he would go to a place like the Brooklyn Nets or like or Philly or something like like a place where he could have some compliments where he doesn't have to do that. I think people yeah. get this idea that. James Harden likes to do this, that he likes well, maybe to just he be did on at the first. island all maybe the time. At, at, maybe at first it was like working, but now at this point, he's like, I shouldn't have to do all this to win a championship. No and, one else and, is. And, <laughs> exactly, and, and he's not winning. And, and I guess that's the thing. He's doing all this stuff and he's not winning, you know? Yeah. That's one thing that's interesting about these players now and like with the, the whole dynamic with the owners. Like the owners can try to throw them as much money as they want. The players aren't necessarily being like, ooh, mad money, I'm going to take it. Like they're, they're really not. Like they they want to win and they're going to go where they have a chance to win. Look at somebody like Gordon Haywood or go places where they're happy. Like somebody like Gordon Haywood. He was in a situation where his team was winning. They didn't win the championship and stuff like that. He started off with the Celtics. He had that injury. But now he's in he's in Charlotte. and He got a bag, dude. Leaves, after he leaves, it comes out that he didn't like his role in Boston. And I just, I was, I'm just i just flabbergasted at that because the guy was playing like 30 minutes a game and he didn't like his role. It's like, if you're not getting, take the shots. You, you're in the game, take the shots. It's interesting that, that you know, that it came out that he was talking like that because, you know, again, maybe in the beginning, right? And, and you wonder, right, what this turns out like if he doesn't get hurt. Because I feel like that's where, obviously, it all just kind of turned. Because he was brought there to be, you know, a second option, you know, at at worst, you know, when, when he first came in, right? And, and then, uh, you know, he gets hurt. And then Jason Tatum becomes what Jason Tatum becomes. Jalen Brown Tatum. Start, starts killing, you know, and, and starts turning into a, you know, looking like a potential all-star. They get Kemba. 
And th- that's your big three right there. Gordon Hayward's not part of your big three. And so, like, yeah, I can understand that, like, you know, maybe you want to take more shots or, you know, whatever. But it's like, this is how the dynamic of the team is, you know. And and, and it's like, you know, if you if you want to, you know, bust in on that, you know, you got to you got to play up to standard. And I mean, at, at the same time, you know, you got to give him credit. He got his bag. You know, he got the money. Oh, so. he, he got a bag and he got a nice rookie point guard that might win rookie of the year and LaMelo Ball on his team. And that's going to be fun to watch, watching them play. But, I mean, talking about free agency is is, is very interesting because, you know, the, the John Wall situation, that was a trade, right? right? But the Los Angeles Lakers, they just went out and started signing people. You know, like, it's like, it, it's, it's like <laughs> both, I mean, it, it was an L.A. arms race. It was man. crazy. They it was both, crazy they were, what was going to L.A. They were, they were both going for it. My My... My favorite move of the, of the two was honestly the the Lakers stealing Montrez Harrell from the. Oh Clippers. my god, I love it! I love it. And and he was all just like, man, well, they didn't want me back, you know. Apparently, I wasn't valuable enough, so you know he's just gonna be salty as hell when they when they start playing for real. Because considering cause, the fact that they just gave Paul George a quarter of billion dollars, oh like that's god. Paul, like you said, Paul George hitting the side of the backboard. He was not playoff P. He was playoff no. And these people and the, the Clippers ownership court, like, do you impose that much? No, no. How could you? Like, how how much more does this man have to show you that he is not? He's not. Clutch? Maybe this is the maybe maybe you know, this he, is the year. Maybe it starts this year. In the next four years, he's no, gonna be man. Clutch. Dude, you know you know what's gonna happen. They're gonna not win the championship this year. Kawhi and Paul George are gonna be pissed off at each other because Kawhi's gonna be looking at Paul George like, "What's your problem?" And Paul George is gonna end up. Getting I mean, the, out reality, of town. the reality, you know, of the one, one of them is, is we're still talking about the Clippers. <laughs> like it was, it was fun last year when they signed the guys and it was talking all that trash. Like, yeah, there's gonna be a new king in town. But literally, the Lakers are the champions. <laughs> like that, that, that it, it's work. like that. That is the ultimate slap in the face. And you, and you know what, man. You you heard me all this time on this podcast last year talking about how the Clippers on on paper were the better team, and I thought if it went to a seven game series, you know, like kind of especially in the beginning of the year, the way it looked, it's like yeah, you know, I I, I might give it to the Clippers just because I think they're deeper and they got more talent overall and, and whatnot. Even though you had AD and LeBron, and then they went out and and blew a three one lead. So now I'm just kind of like I don't even want to hear about the Clippers no more. Like they they went ahead and ruined that for oh, me. Yeah. Like they're not cool no more. Lakers gonna repeat. I mean, Lakers. I I don't think the Lakers are gonna repeat. But you know what I'm saying. Let's let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the season in itself. Since we want to talk about the Lakers repeating, we only have 72 games this season. It starts on December 22nd, and this is something that the players have kind of wanted to do for a while: is shorten the league, shorten the season, stuff like that. How do you feel about all that stuff? Well, I'll tell you what. I don't think they have this in mind. You know what I mean? Uh, Specifically but, but this situation, time, maybe, but maybe it's kind t- of what they was looking right. for. Yeah. And and so, but I mean, I think this is, I mean, how else are you going to do it? You know, and, and they had to come to a compromise because, you know, the season ended so late, you know, that the NBA finals ended, you know, in, you know, mid-October. You know what I mean? And that's just not, that's not even close, right? That's like... Five it sounds wild, but as a consumer, it was great. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? I I loved it 
truthfully. I, I really I did. I, I'm not going to get and over so, basketball in the summer. That was amazing. Yeah. And, and so I, I feel like, man, you know, I, I think that it had to be this way ultimately because, you know, franchises were going to lose out on so much TV money if they started on the other side of the mm-hmm. year. And, you know, if, if they started any earlier, you were going to have, I mean, you already got veteran guys, you know, that play deep in the playoffs, like LeBron and stuff like that. Like, they're not trying to play right now. I heard it's I too heard, early. Like, they haven't fully recovered. I heard load management and LeBron James in the same sentence for the first time. It's kind of wild. Right. It's kind of wild. Like, LeBron's yeah. act. But at this point, I mean, if people want to say he's 35. I don't I don't think 35's old. LeBron's 35. He's playing like he's 18 still. But I mean, yeah, so well, he's gonna be he's gonna be 36 at the end of the month. I mean, my my only thing with that, and though this year was different because he had time off. You know what I mean? Like he had time off in the middle of the season that you don't normally get, you know, and so I think he came back more energized than he would normally be in the playoffs. And I don't really think that you saw a whole lot of fatigue from him, but I wonder how that's going to go this year. Because when you think about how many minutes this man has played in his career, I mean, this is, that was his 10th finals appearance. That's 10 times that he, that he's gone all the way, you know? And so all those deep, deep playoff runs, like he's played more minutes like in the postseason than most guys play in their entire regular season career. Listen, he's gonna have you to know what he's I mean? gonna have to figure it out this year because you got a fresh KD and a fresh Kyrie playing for the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, and man. I just watched that preseason oh, game last night. And Kevin Durant mm-hmm. is looking like Kevin Durant. I mean, he may not be as fast as he was, but that was just the first game. It was the first little test. You know what I'm saying? But it's like the jumper wasn't going anywhere, people. Where'd you guys think the jumper was going? You know what I'm saying? And Kyrie's still Kyrie. And the Brooklyn Nets is looking good. And if Giannis re-signs with the Bucks, or if he comes to the Celtics, which I just keep saying the Celtics, I'm just going to keep putting that out there. Just keep trying to manifest that. But if Giannis comes to the Celtics, LeBron's going to need all the load management rest that he, he can get. And we might not even see Kawhi to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're right. Seriously, you, you want to talk, talk about load management. It's like it's like his knees ain't gonna be ready until like yeah April, we're not we're not even gonna know? see Kawhi this whole offseason and I feel bad for Clay Thompson you know what I'm saying like he was oh, he man. was working his way back to have that injury happen it's just it's just a heartbreaker for him man I mean yeah I gotta say man like like you know everybody you know kind of had that that point with the Warriors where like you know you're looking at the Warriors dynasty and you kind of wanted to end. You know what I mean? And you want to see like somebody knock them off like the Cavs did in 2016, you know, whatever. But you don't want to see Clay Thompson not playing NBA basketball. I mean, for him to get hurt like he did in the finals a couple of years ago. And then, you know, to see a guy who, you know, he's, he's not he's not just a scorer and a shooter. You know, he's an all around player, you know, and, and he he deserves all the respect that he gets on the basketball court. And to wonder to now be here wondering, like, what's he going to be like when he comes back? Is he going to ever be the same guy again? I mean, like, yeah, he'll probably listen, be able to listen, shoot, you know, just Kyrie, fine. Kyrie. But, but what about the listen, rest? Listen, listen, this guy scored like 90 points and dribbled the ball five times. He's going to be the same, fam. He's going to he, just put him in a spot and pass him the ball. He's going to score. That's what's going to happen. I mean, that's that's the thing that like I'm saying, though, is that, yeah, he, he'll be able to shoot just fine. 
But I'm talking about what about all the rest? You know, because just like I said, he's not just splash shooter and stuff like that. He's a, he's a defender. He's an all around guy. And I just wonder, like, is he ever going to be that full package? Like that dude who's not only you can't you can drop 60 points on you and only dribble the ball like nine times. But he can also lock down yeah, you know, your I, best I, I, guard. You know I, what I, I mean? I underestimated and I kind of forgot about Clay Thompson's defense. You're absolutely right. If Clay Thompson is not able to have the lateral movement and move as fast as he can or he did before on defense, it's definitely going to affect him overall and just his overall play. So, yeah. I mean, like I said, I feel bad. And, and, it'll, and it'll affect the team a little bit, too, because, oh, I mean, you know, Steph, it, you know, he, he, they rely on Steph Clay already got bad to, to be that guy that. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, he's, he's, you know, now on the other side of 32, you know, but he had a, he had a nice long layoff, right. From, from last year, you know, he, he got himself some rest. So hopefully he's nice and fresh, you know, no, no postseason for, uh, for Steph, you know, Curry either, but, you know, I just, I don't know, man, like, you know, it, it could, it could change the dynamic of the team a little bit because again, like, yeah, they'll be able to score, but you know, Clay hides a lot of Steph's deficiencies, especially on defense, you know? And so I just, I just wonder like, you know, what that's going to be like, maybe it won't be that big of a deal, but it's just like one of those like little things that I'm going to be watching, you know, when, when Clay hopefully does eventually come back uh, healthy and strong. So how do you feel about all of the? I mean, all the movement that's happened in the, in the off seasons happened, when you look at the Eastern Conference and you look at the Western Conference, how, how do you feel when you're looking at it? Like, I'm looking at teams like, like I mentioned Brooklyn. I'm looking at teams like Philly. I'm looking at the Lakers. I'm looking at, you know, the Portland Trailblazers who re-signed Melo. And Melo was apparently accepted coming off the bench. Coming off the bench. You know, that's, that's, that's like groundbreaking right there. And I'm just kind of wondering. I'm like, man. I mean, Chris Paul went to Phoenix. I'm looking at the two conferences. Yeah, man. And it's just that- like this is this is actually going to be a lot more interesting than before. Like before the Western Conference. I mean, even now the Western Conference is still more dominant than the Eastern Conference. But if if James Harden does actually get to Brooklyn, you still got the Miami Heat. They're they're still good. It's. I think it's a. It's an even. There's not any clear winners. I mean, I know Vegas probably says the Lakers are going to repeat because you know they still have everybody they have and they added more. But outside of that, I mean, I, I'm. I. I don't. I don't know. I think that you know, and, and, and this is the thing from from top to bottom. The Western Conference is better than the yes. East, and it's probably not even that close. But but at the top, the the potential for the top teams. The Bucks, the Nets, you know, the Celtics, the Heat, you know, the, those those teams. You know, maybe you could probably throw the Raptors in. I was about I to say, I don't, I don't, 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 don't like, because we keep I on. I don't believe the Raptors. We keep on dismissing. I don't believe the Raptors are going to have a good season this season. I mean, may, maybe not, but I guess I I think about it like, man, we keep on dismissing the Raptors. I mean, they did lose Serge Ibaka, and and he matters. He matters you know, a he, lot. He, he is always matters to that team, you know. And I can't and, stand you know, how I think that. Well, neither one of us can. And you know that. You know that <laughs> You know we you know, you know we talk mad stuff about Kyle Lowry on this yeah, podcast. Yeah. But but you know, um I, I think that, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with them. But but those teams that I mentioned before that, right? You know, those four or five teams that are gonna be at the top of the mm-hmm. East, those are good teams, yeah. man. So it's like if, especially when you talk about the top flight talent that you could have on on a team like the Nets, who basically like already have 
like a like a built-in big three right now. If you want to talk about Karis Levert as a as a third option, the way that he can play, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have KD. I mean, they were in the playoffs. Just, yeah, and 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 now you put them on that team, and you know maybe. KD isn't quite the same force as he as he was, but man, I don't think he's gonna fall off that much. It's like as long as that man can still shoot and and you can't get up and block his shot, who cares? You nah, know what you're I mean? Absolutely right. And I'm so happy that um the NBA planned to have play in games, have have a play in tournament. Oh I yeah, mean, I because love that, that that whole that whole second half of the of the Western Conference, like the second half of the like after the eighth seed. <laughs> like, but that's what I mean by second half. Like, the you got the Memphis Grizzlies, Phoenix Suns, San Antonio Spurs, the Sacramento Kings, the New Orleans Pelicans, the Timberwolves, the Warriors. That second half can they they can all be playoff contending teams this year. You know what I I love it because I, I mean when when you saw how you know the the kind of like little mini play in format worked in the bubble. I, I loved that. There was all kind of drama involved in, in that. And there was good basketball being played and some deserving teams, you know, some, some really good young teams and stuff like that. They got, they got left out mm-hmm. of the mix, you know, cause it is what it is. But I, I feel like I like that. You know, I, I like the idea of, you know, making it a little bit more high stakes than just like, all right, you know, you, you, you know, let you left off of the eight seat or something yeah. like that, you know, uh, you know, bye, you know, we're done with you, you know? And, and it's like, yeah, I mean, you, you could, you could make the argument. That's how it always is. That's how you play it. But, but to me, I thought that worked really well. And I think the NBA knows it worked really yeah. well and, and they must've gotten some really good feedback. Oh, definitely so I, I feedback. really, I enjoy that. And, and it, and it's, it's one of those deals where like they're, they're taking little things that are successful about like college basketball and making it work. You know what I mean? Yo, you know what? I was just about to yes. say that same exact thing. Like they're taking the little things that we like and they're implementing them into the NBA and it's really working for them. Like just, I'm just going to just go over the, se- the, the, the schedule for the season. So we got preseason games that's already started from December 11th to December 19th. And then from on December 22nd to March 4th, that's the first half of the regular season. March 5th to March 10th is the All-Star break. Then we come back for the second half of the season, which is March 11th through March through May 16th. So March 11th through May 16th is the second half of the regular season. And then after that, we got the play-in tournament, which is May 18th through May 21st. And that's going to be some of the most exciting basketball. It's almost, it's almost like, yeah you know it's almost like playing in like a a mock finals you know what i'm saying because these teams are not just playing they're playing to stay alive so you know that both teams are going to give it their all you know it's it's almost like purposely setting up a couple of game sevens before the playoffs and and get and getting it hyped up and and again i feel like you know while the ratings didn't show it just i mean to to be clear right all sports, yeah, like yeah, every yeah, sports playoff, yeah. like struggled with ratings. Thanks for this saying year. that because there was right. a certain someone out there in the world who who kind of lost his job recently, saying that the NBA is doing bad because of the protest and all this stuff and the players standing up for social injustice. Absolutely not. If you look at those ratings, soccer, hockey, football, base, everybody's doing horrible, and the NBA did great compared to them. And the product, and the NBA's product, to me. Like, I, I think that people, you know, rag on the NBA a lot for, you know, too many foul calls, too many free throws. They travel too much. They score too much, whatever. I feel like 
the the basketball that was played in the bubble for you know maybe for all the reasons that we talked about the leveling of the playing field you know the um you know kind of just the the you know it's we're just open gym kind of you know mentality we're just in here playing ball i felt like there was some incredible basketball there were some incredible moments and incredible performances and i feel like the the nba showed you what sports can be like even now even in the middle of this pandemic and you know despite you know all the madness, madness the know, nba you know got I mean? madness they got great storylines like this one right here but we're not actually going to get a chance to see this storyline because something happened but we almost had a chance to see all three ball brothers playing in the nba mm-hmm. at the same time we we may be able to see lebron play with his son in a few years you know what i'm saying that's something that's bubbling that's building that people are already talking about now you know what i'm saying and the ball situation is over with because apparently leandro Apparently, Leangelo Ball got cut by the Detroit Pistons. I, I didn't even know that. Well, what happened? Well, I mean, it well, it just happened today. You know, it was kind of like a, a little. It, it was just like a little minor. It's like I've I, I, you know seen I mean? it as I'm recording the podcast. I'm like, damn, that sucks. Yeah, it, it was just like one of those one of those little like news dumps or whatever. It's like, yeah, we cut some other dude in Leangelo Ball. I mean, from the beginning, right? You know, Leangelo was probably just going to be a camp body. We already know he can't play. And basically the Pistons look, took a look at him for a couple of days and like, yeah, you can't play, dog. I mean, it's crazy because I've been watching the Ball Brothers since high school. And to see the the leaps that LaMelo has made, I mean, he's he's grown a lot. And to see Lonzo doing what he's doing, it, it's kind of wild to, to, to know that, like, Leangelo's game was really just kind of built for high school and college. <laughs> like, he wasn't really going to make it to the NBA. Yeah. Like, he could... It, it, it wasn't gonna happen, and, and I and I. You know what's funny though is that that Lavar even said that at, at some point that basically like yeah, Leangelo's not really about to do anything. He's not like a real hooper. He's just a pretty boy. The other two are the ones that are gonna make all the money playing ball. And I was just like, damn, that's really watch Leangelo become like some huge real estate agent or something crazy. You know what I'm saying? Just make more money than both of them somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's let's get off the ball, brothers. I want to ask you, what are you most looking forward to for this upcoming season? You know, man, I, you, you know, and, and this this is more of a of a Homer thing for me. Are you, but are you about to talk I'm, about Chicago? I'm actually, I'm actually semi excited about the Chicago Bulls. They're not going to be good. I know they're not going to be good, but I'm interested in seeing what the Chicago Bulls look like when they have like an actual real coaching staff and a real front office, which I think they finally have now. So, I, so I'm excited about that, but, but okay. Other thing, Let, let's be serious about this. Not, not just about, you know, not just about Chicago. I want to see my man, John Morant. Oh yeah. I yeah. want, I want to see what this man can do in year two, because he took us, he took us all by storm in year one in, you know, just the way that, that I hoped he would. And I want to see if him and this young Grizzlies team can, capitalize on what they weren't able to finish mm. and get into the playoffs and really do I'm something. ready to see a full season of Zion. You know what I'm saying? That's something I'm really looking forward mm. to. I want to see Zion playing basketball. I want to see him out there. And I'm really just looking forward to seeing the rookies. You know, I, I, I'm already saying that I feel like LaMelo Ball is going to win rookie of the year. But Anthony Edwards is no bum. That man is a beast. James Wiseman, that man is a beast too. So it's going to be interesting to see the, the the incoming class and how they handle the NBA season on this whole it's like a a, a mock you know it's going to be interesting to see how the NBA rookies handle this altered NBA season and how and how it affects their play so 
you know. Absolutely. And, and you know, you mentioned Wiseman, you know, so he's, you know, on the on the Warriors. And there's, you know, a little bit of room here for him to do something, I think, with without Clay. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're, they're going to be looking for, you know, somebody to step up and fill a little bit of a void. And it's not necessarily that they're going to, like, be counting on him to, you know, score, you know, 20 points a game or anything like that. But but there is going to be a, a little bit of room for him to do something. And, and maybe they work, you know, him in a little bit more as mm-hmm. a big. You know, I feel like Golden State has not really had, you know, a, a, a great, like, big man in quite a while. You know, they were always rolling with, like, the Zaza Pachulias, you know what I mean, and, and like, you know, Andrew Bogut and stuff like that, um, you know, and, and really relying on their guards and Draymond Green and stuff and, and, and their bench, you know. So I'm interested to see if they if they switch that up a little bit with, you know, their roster in flux. And then, of course, we've got to see what KD and Kyrie I mean, KD and Kyrie is going to be one of the most interesting things to watch. You know what I'm saying? You got Kyrie out here giving Malcolm X quotes, calling the media pawns. You got KD wearing Colin Kaepernick's number. The Brooklyn got all black. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what's going on over there. But one other thing I'm very, very interested in, and I mentioned this earlier, I want to see – first off, uh, last season we had our playoff picks. I'm going to wait till after the first season. I'm, I'm going to wait yeah. after the first week to give our playoff picks. But I, mean, I am yeah. going to say I am looking forward to the Phoenix Suns continuing – their winning streak because they also, they was undefeated yes. in the bubble and they're going into the season undefeated in the bubble. I want to see them pick up on that and build with Chris Paul. Man, I I tell you what, like that is a really to me underrated signing. You know what I mean? Oh I, feel like, I feel like Serge Ibaka going. I feel like Serge Ibaka going to. I guess I shouldn't say signing. It was a trade, but but I, I want to say that the two most underrated. Gets I feel like in the offseason are like Serge Ibaka going to the Clippers yep. and Chris Paul going to the Suns because I feel like that's that's what Devin Booker needs. He needs a real point guard to play with. Well, to get him the ball, but a dude who can also score exactly, a little exactly, bit and take and take and take some of that pressure off because because you're not asking Chris Paul to put up crazy no. numbers. You're basically just being like, look, if you if you get all this attention, you know, you got an open shot. He could still break dudes down. I mean, I, I he, he feel like he'll never not be able to take somebody one on one. It's like do what but, Ricky you know, Rubio wasn't doing: score the ball when Devin Booker can't. <laughs> yeah, but but and, and then but when, I am mad. and then when Devin Booker is scoring, then you get him the ball and y'all just go take. I a seat. am mad that they got rid of Ubre though. Oh man, I know, I know that. Yeah, I think that him and Devin Booker on the same team and that whole young core that was going to be dope to see. Well, you know, I feel bad that they don't got Ubre, but he's on the Warriors now. And, you know, that's good for him. You know, um, we'll see how that goes. I think the Warriors situation is going to be real interesting. I mean, Clay's not coming back. You got D'Angelo. No, D'Angelo Russell's not there no more. He's in Minnesota. Yeah. No, yeah. They, they, they got they, rid of him. They, they traded yeah, they him traded off. Him they too. got rid of him. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota's going to be interesting. Yeah, they are going to be interesting for sure. And and I think that Too bad you know, even soft, that little though. bit of time they I spent. I feel bad for me. First off, let me just stop this right now since we're talking about Minnesota. You know, condolences out to Carl to Anthony Towns, man. That guy is going yeah. through. Well, a lot. Like he's catching the worst of this COVID situation, based off of you know some of the reports that he's lost up to up to what eight family members because of it. I mean, and, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give that guy man. a hard time at all about basketball this season. You know what I'm saying? He got to just stay focused and just keeping his mind and mental right. And and you know what? I, I think I feel like this would be a good place for us to kind of you know like wrap up with the show oh, yeah, because yeah. I mean in 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 the end, right? You know this is. 
this is all just a game, right? You know, it's like we get into it, you know, and we love watching basketball. We love the drama of it. You know, we love the game and all that. But in the end, like, you know, these guys are, you know, they, they've been through a lot in this past year, whether you're talking about, you know, the, the you know, COVID-19 and losing family members, you know, getting sick themselves, you know, just, just all, all of it. And then you talk about, you know, what happened, because we didn't really get a chance, you and me to talk about, you know, what happened in the bubble, you know, with, with Jacob Blake and, and, you know, the, and the protest movement and really all of that and, and all the stuff that, you know, the players kind of had on their shoulders during the bubble, you know, COVID-19. You know, and and the losses that some of them were experiencing. Yeah, and some players just you know, not even want to go to the bubble in, in general. Yeah, and and then you had you know obviously while they were in the bubble, while they they agreed to do it for the purpose of you know uh, you know protesting, you know police brutality and you know racial injustice, like that was part of the deal. You know why they agreed to this in the first place, and then they get there, and you know, then the Jacob Blake shooting happens and you got guys just thinking to themselves, why are we even doing this? Like nobody's listening, you know, and, and kind of just all the things that, you know, go through their minds while, while we're all going through and we're, we're seeing the same things, you know, um, unfolding and you realize, right. Like, I think people really do forget that these are just, these are just dudes. They're just, yeah. they're just people. Yeah. They're just they're humans. humans. Just like you us. Know? Yeah. And, and I feel like, you know, during this time, you know, during COVID-19, um, you know, the, the pandemic, it, you know, there, there's, you know, vaccines on the way and that's great, but we're, we're not out of this. Nah, game. man. You know, it's going to take a little we're while, not. you know, it's, it, it's going to take quite a while. And so during this time, you know, we're all in this together. You know what I yeah, mean? And we need everybody out there to wear their mask and do your due diligence, be safe, be clean and do what you got to do so that we can return back to a normal life in 2021 and beyond. And, you know, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, we can we can sit down and talk about basketball. We can do if we don't do what we got to do. We won't have no basketball. We'll be watching reruns like we was earlier this year. And I've watched too many reruns. I'm not trying to do it no more. So I need people to be safe out there. I need you to wear your mask. We're in the middle of the winter up here in the Northeast. There's all types of surges going on across the whole country with people getting COVID. Just be responsible. Keep your gatherings, but, you know, less than four or five people. And just, just be safe, man. That's all I got to say. But, hey. Yes, sir. That, that wraps I mean, it that, up, That's man. basically I'm, I'm, it. I am excited about some basketball, though. I, I'm not going to lie. You know what I'm saying? I, hopefully, basketball can help keep people in the house and keep their mind off the dumb stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir, man. As, as, yeah, exactly. I mean, as long as it, it keep, keeps you keeps you out of trouble. You know what I mean? Let's let's all just, just sit back, relax, get crunk, just, wow, just lay on the couch. I haven't couch. heard that in a while. Get crunk. <laughs> We're going out with that. So with that being said, we're going to get crunk. That's going to wrap up this episode of I Think I Know Basketball. I'm your boy, Keese. I'm your boy, Kyrie. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Peace.